the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert, where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. For early break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at Tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break. Full show ahead. Lots to get to. NFL winners and losers will appear today. He got pushed back because of, you know, other breaking news yesterday we had to address. Coach got fired. Are you locked in on that? Yeah, I'm locked in. The list's made. Five winners, five losers, baby. (laughs) I'm ready to to go. Come on. That was a good reaction. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, I got to quit talking. So if nobody can hear me, you ever notice I do that? I my volume yeah, well, goes some, up and down. Yeah, I I have uh, I have to kind of sometimes move your microphone based on how you're speaking that day. Good morning to you and Gus. Yes, and it's, the listeners. Yes, from all across the world. All across the yeah, we have them all across the world, and we we appreciate everyone from. Midtown Lincoln to, to Guam. Bangladesh to Guam. 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 I, we had yes. a guy. From, I had a guy from Guam DM me the other day. Say, listen to the show every day from Guam. Good morning. How to about you. that? Good morning um, to Officer Dean, my new friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tyler Dean. Can I say that? I, I, sure, I think you, I can you say just that. did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not dumping it. You just said it. So, good morning to everybody. We should have a good show because we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about because that's what happens when you fire your coach midseason. We would have a lot to talk about anyway. That's right. Um, you know what? You know what Frosty's doing right now? <laughs> do, probably sleeping right now. Sleeping yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm, Maybe taking the I'm not. Well, well, not I'm not going to be insensitive. This is a this isn't an easy thing. I'm not going to be insensitive. Um, uh, we obviously wish him the best. And I think you can get really insensitive, not you, but people in general, me, me included, about firings. Um, you don't want to overdo it, though, because people get fired from jobs every day, right? They do. And without, you move without on. Without getting 15 mil on the way out from those jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, yeah. And that does make people a little more callous about these situations. Yes. Um, you didn't do your job. Here's 15 mil to go away. What kind of job Ooh, do you I'd say you're really callous about well, it? Well, I'm just saying in that in a person's defense who might be upset about the pay that Scott Frost gets, if they don't do their job, they're not getting that kind of money to go away. Mm-hmm. He's getting life changing money to go away. Yeah, that eases so, the pain. That uh, and there's no pain. doubt that eases. I the wish pain. Scott Frost the best in his next endeavor. Whatever he does, coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always I'll root for the guy. I'm mm-hmm. Just saying, there's people that 
are probably bitter with the money he's getting on the way out versus what they got if they got fired somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But that's a coaching profession for you in, in big time college football. Mm-hmm. You, you, when you're a head coach, you hit the lottery. You do at a major sure, at, at a major sure university. Do. You hit the lottery. Um, that's inherent in the conversation. We have other things to talk about. We do. 402-464-5685. Call or text. As always, you can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, this show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. Today, Sip, we will hear for the first time as head coach from Mickey Joseph at 1130. Yes. Yes. And I'm curious, we'll get to, uh, I just saw some odds yesterday I posted on Twitter, which everyone saw, apparently. Uh, let's see where Mickey What Joseph's kind of at. odds? You want to know where it? What kind of odds are they? Odds yeah. for the Nebraska's next Nebraska. head coach? Is that what we're yeah, talking about? that's right, yeah. You want to hear the odds right now or not? Ah, uh, that'd be great. Okay. This is per Bet Online, and I know Vegas Bobcat will get upset. Listen, it's, it's, it's topical for the show. I know we have. We, Why I, is, what's the deal with Vegas Bobcat? He's like it's listing one different betting service. It's but it's the one that's out there. It's the one that actually has odds. So I'm going to talk. It's a show topic. So forgive me, Vegas Bobcat. All right, this is for for uh, BetOnline.ag. Sip here. As of yesterday morning, were your odds for Nebraska's next full time head coach? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Leading the way as of yesterday is Matt Campbell at four to one odds. Do you agree with that as the best right now odds? Yes, I do. I agree with him as the odds on favorite. Okay. Number two, Mickey Joseph at nine to two odds. I think those are two those odds are too low. I think that he is a long shot. But in the hunt. Okay. Third. Third at five to one. Kentucky's Mark Stoops per betonline.ag. Longer shot. Longer yeah, shot than five to one. Okay. Yeah. Bill O'Brien seven to one. I, I like that. Okay. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest at nine to one. Dave Clawson, interesting name you don't hear all the time. Jim Leonard at Wisconsin, defensive coordinator, also nine to one. I don't. I just don't think you, he's he's too young. Okay. Uh, Lance Leipold, our friend from Kansas, at ten to one. Love to see him. I love to see him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Vegas Bobcat just did text. I, I can't wait to call management. Well, we've, we've, we've fielded the calls. <laughs> Lance, uh, Lance, I'm glad to see Lance at 10 to 1. Yeah. Uh, next up, we'll get to more at uh, 7 a.m. on this one. But Urban Meyer, middle of the pack here, 11 to 1. Now working with uh, the big noon on Fox. Yes. The next one's interesting. Uh, Deion Sanders, primetime. Sip, 12 to 1. Okay. Um, next one's really interesting. PJ Fleck also twelve to one I've, odds. I've pondered PJ Fleck and don't think that would be a good idea. Oh, Any? Anyway, do you care to go into that one at all? Oh, we will. Okay. Uh, four more to go. Luke Fickle fourteen to one from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Smith from Oregon State at twenty to one. Good I don't think fans would like to see a second Oregon State coach. I think he is a good coach though. Good to see um, him on there, yes. Matt Rule, way down there at 20-1. to 1. I think Rule would be good. And then, for some reason, uh, Indomitian Sue is at 25-1. to 1. They put Sue on there and threatened the credibility of the whole enterprise. They did. Now, he did say he, w- he was ready to be a coach the other day, but I think that was something you shouldn't consider for the head coach position at Nebraska. But I'm with you. Glad to see, again, Bill O'Brien. I mean, you can tell in this, in this early, very infant stages of this process, and it is the infant stages. It's September 13th. This hire is not going to get made for probably, you're looking at Thanksgiving around that time or, or after, right? Right? Uh, yeah. Am I wrong? It should, no, it should be after the Black Friday. Game. So this is the very infant stages. And 
my opinions will evolve. The conversation will evolve. I imagine maybe your opinions will evolve. But right now, the person I'm most interested in is probably O'Brien um, and then Leipold and then Campbell. Campbell because um, he there's a lot of steam. I mean, there's a lot of people reporting that there's interest on both sides already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Campbell just loves that. I'm sure he does. In the yeah. middle of uh, wonderful distraction. In the middle of the season, the Bobcat is turning to another station now. Okay. Um, uh, well, I, I do. I listened. I knew. I knew he he chime in. Yeah, the Vegas Bobcat is. We turning, fielded the calls from Vegas. It's turning Bobcat. to another station. Um, uh, now, Mickey, Sports Talk Radio, Vegas Mi- Bobcat. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, we talk about odds all the time. All right, it Mi- happens. Mickey Joseph. Um, at nine to two odds, it strikes me as high. I, and and what I wrote today is I do hope Mickey gets a fair shot. He's a long shot in this. In fact, I should read what Trev um, Albert said. Trev was asked, Jacob, um, does Mickey Joseph have a chance, a legitimate chance? Essentially, this is okay. paraphrasing the question. Does Mickey Joseph have a legitimate chance? to become Nebraska's next full-time head coach. And this is what Trev Albert said, quote, I met with Mickey and told him we are going to do a national search. We'll continue to do a national search and see how the season unfolds. But I think we have an opportunity to hire an outstanding coach who can lead our program. I'd love Mm -hmm. to see Mickey grow into that, and we'll just see where it goes. He... Trev That's handled not saying that. no. No, Trev handled that in a very diplomatic way. And, um, um, no, he didn't definitely didn't rule out Mickey. I mean, he couldn't rule out Mickey. No, he can't. And, 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 again, as people say, if, if he somehow gets this team to a bowl game or, or, you know, gets to seven wins, so he gets six wins himself, goes six and three. Maybe you beat was Iowa or Wisconsin and the losing skids of those teams or Minnesota and your three-game skid in Minnesota. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that are, are, are jumping on that bandwagon. If you if, again, these are all big ifs, hypotheticals. But you're right though for for a team that right now just doesn't look right. I mean, the, the offense looks fine so far, not great at times, but pretty pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. If Mickey can somehow devise something this season to help Eric Schneider out, or to tell Eric Schneider what to do, or somebody else if Eric's not here anymore, eventually. To fix that defense and get this team to a bowl game mm-hmm. with two two of their easy wins already gone in as in losses to Northwestern and Georgia Southern, then he deserves a look at this thing. He yeah, does. It, you just want to see him get a fair shake, right? Yeah, I do absolutely. Now, now remember, and I wrote this: Nebraska's myriad issues on defense have nothing to do with Mickey Jake. Nothing. He wasn't here to. No, re- he didn't not, recruit those they're guys. Not, they're not his problem. Um. And it's only fair to consider his work with that in mind. So we'll see how that goes. Now, we'll also see what he does, if anything, to address that side of the ball. As you know, life changes dramatically when you're in charge. Mickey's life just changed dramatically. Yes, it did. I mean, I can't really overstate that. He's in charge of this operation now. This is no... This is no associate head coach. You are the... Head coach, yeah, the man, interim, the head honcho. You have the interim tag, yes. You have the interim tag, but you are in charge for a pro, for a protracted period. This is not an interim for two games. This is an interim for nine games. He's in charge of a proud, tradition-rich operation. Mm-hmm. 
This is a major, major development for Mickey Joseph. And I hope he doesn't it's think about it too right much. <laughs> I hope he thinks about it as an opportunity and not being overly daunting. I would tell you that it's daunting. I mean, it would be a daunting task for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for I, for anybody. To go from being a receiver's coach to an associate head coach to the man in charge. Everything that happens in that program now, you are responsible for. Every day. That's a, that's a lot of people you're managing. I mean, a hundred and... How many players? 150 players or so, staff. That's a that's a mega mega change in his life. Now, what's he gonna do on that defense? What I mean, come on, you can't wave a magic wand, Jake. I mean, what, what can Mickey Joseph do to fix the defense? Yeah, I, I, that's the big question. It, but I don't even know if here's, it's a big. But question. here's the thing, though, because I'd say the answer is virtually nothing. Well, it feels that way. But if somehow the defense starts playing better, yeah, I guess he's going to have to get some credit. Maybe he can sprinkle some magic dust, right? Yeah, yeah okay. right. We'll find some of that magic dust. If Where's the defense starts playing better, yeah, it's Mickey's deal, I guess. I, well, what no, the hell is that supposed I, well, to mean? I don't know. Um, I mean, doesn't he get credit for that if if they play? I better? guess. I guess if it rains, he maybe, gets credit maybe they start for devising more creative blitz packages. Yeah, if it rains, he gets he more gets credit for because he's in charge <laughs> now. I mean, the <laughs> I mean, he's the rainmaker. He's the rainmaker. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? I mean, he's never coached defense. I know. He's not going on that side of the ball. But maybe he can motivate differently. Perhaps that's yes. what I'm saying. Yes. You can't change the personnel. You can't add any players. You can't. I mean, does he have like a seven-three-one scheme that he's going to unveil? All right, all right, Eric. Listen to this one. <laughs> I mean, come on. That, well, you're right, though. Go Different back voice. to what George Darlington told you in the press box mm-hmm. this weekend. Maybe Which they is? can actually sell out to to stop one thing. One thing. Yeah, making a numbers right? game. Yeah, I, I am being facetious. I'm sorry, Jake. Um, I mean, there are ways to improve your defense, which are bad. If you just focus on one thing specifically and say, "Can we? If we're going to sell it to stop the run, yeah, George, can, can we? Can we really trust our cornerbacks and Tommy Hill, Quentin Newsom to do their jobs, continue you know repetitively, and, and not get beat deep?" Yeah, George's idea was to commit to stopping something, and if that means, you know. When he says making it a numbers game, commit more players to the run game and stop the run game, and then you know, you know, isn't how that, that what, what you would do typically? Yeah, in this conference specifically, you, you stop the run. Mm-hmm. In your in your division, you've got one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of college football, Spencer Petrus in Iowa. I, I say that one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of college football. He's their starter still. Is still the starter. He's got like one touchdown and ten picks his last what eight ooh, games something like that. Ooh, ooh. I don't know if that's the exact. I know it's I know it's one touchdown, ten picks and his last I, 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 something I, I, game. I know I was a little rough there. In, I was being facetious with you. You're right about something though. Mickey can motivate differently, and that can have an impact. Now, how much of an impact I don't know, but his voice will be louder than Scott's. It will be probably a little more frank. What's wrong with that? Nothing. It, stern, you mean? A little more, probably. Frank, stern. It'll be a little, it'll be, there'll be more charisma attached. Doesn't mean this is better, it's just different. Um, but it'll, the, the, he's going to sound much different at the podium than Scott. Um, 
and it's now now again that could be really good as you know in any aspect of life sometimes a different voice at a leadership helm can be very helpful yes it can just just because it's different maybe for no other reason than it's different and that doesn't always make sense but yeah but but that's what happens right so that's what and and frankly that's why trev that's a lot of the reason trev made this change he's thinking about competition he wasn't thinking about the buyout he was thinking about competition and the and the brand and the possibility of it just getting more embarrassing in the next 20 days before right. the buyout right. got cut in half. He was thinking, I would say, in a more urgent manner than many of us were. Well, I, he was at that game. Um, obviously, he was at the well, game. I think the he, he understands that, that you know, there is a strong chance that if Scott Frost were still – it still could happen. But if Scott Frost for sure was still a head coach, this could really unravel quickly. Yes, Unravel more, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's already unraveled, but but you know we talk about all these close games. Right. You're not you're, you're not guaranteed close games always. No, right, right. So I totally agree with you on that. And you lose the team's confidence in your ability to help get them over the hump. Well, maybe a different voice can help get you over the hump. I saw this from Corey and Lincoln, by the way. He, he has, Arcor? He has different odds out there. You want to see these ones? Corey? Yeah. Arcor. I'm not going to list. Is this the Arcor? Arcor. Okay. I we haven't heard from Corey for a while. Corey, you, you, you can't go away during football season. I mean, come on. Where the hell have you been, Corey? Uh, Corey, I'm just going to go through the seven in terms of the order. I'd like to hear it. Okay. Here's the order that his, I don't know what it is. I'd love to hear this. This is what he has for odds. Matt Campbell, first. Okay. Second, Luke Fickle. Hmm. Interesting. Third, Mickey Joseph. Fourth, Bill O'Brien. Okay, I love I love O'Brien getting this attention. Fifth, my guy. Who's my guy? <laughs> Your guy. Okay, let me think. Your guy, Jake's guy, is um your guy, Urban Meyer. No, well, I do like Urban. Chris Kleiman. Kansas oh yes, State. you do like Chris I Kleiman. I like Chris Ooh. Kleiman. Uh sixth would be Brett Bielema on the list. And okay. seven, the uh unemployed right now, but uh, Dan. Mullen. Dan Mullen. Unemployed. I don't think that would be very popular. Dan Mullen. I really don't. Back to PJ Fleck. We, we said we'd go to Fleck. I, Jake, the reason I think you'd be playing with fire with PJ Fleck is that I think it would, it would immediately create some division in the fan base. Am I wrong? PJ Fleck? People have yeah, very strong opinion. Yeah, people have very strong opinions. Okay, but what coach out there would not provide division? Like, I don't think Matt Campbell unites the fan base. A lot of people don't believe in Matt Campbell. Okay, I have my doubts in Matt Campbell. By okay, the way. now can we can we stop with what you just said? That's very interesting. What you just said. Who is the coach that would unify the fan base? That's a good question. Who would who or, or let's say it this way? Which coach could Trev? Albert's hire that would create a lot of agreement I, would create I, would create mainly agreement in the fan of base. all the names I think of maybe Luke Fickle is that the guy yeah maybe maybe you don't I, think, I, you don't I, think Bill O'Brien would do that I think that be, there'd be division there I not really division do. but maybe just some yeah I don't like to say division because I don't think Bill O'Brien's polarizing. I think P.J. Fleck is polarizing. Sure. Right? Yeah. He's polarizing in that fan base, in the Minnesota I fan mean, base. You, the problem you have with yeah. Bill O'Brien is is the most recent stop he had before Alabama was with the Houston Texans, which he actually had a pretty good tenure there and all was said and done. It's just people view him 
as a failure because of how he ended and how he was a terrible GM with that organization, trading DeAndre Hopkins away for a bag of peanuts, Mm -hmm. which is embarrassing. But it all comes down to can can he still be an effective college head coach? Who which he is tough? He's physical. Which coach would create widespread agreement among the fan base? I I think of all the guys that we've mentioned, I think that Luke Fickle would be the tops on that. Okay. Who would you put second? Or would you put someone ahead of that? I don't think Bill O'Brien would be as much unity with the fan base as Luke Fickle. Well, unfortunately, we've just, I think, identified a a major challenge in Trev's job. Because we're having a hard time on this show right now (laughs) identifying a, a coaching candidate that would produce widespread agreement in the fan base. Well, the problem is this, Sip. The last one that did was just fired because <laughs> he, provi- he <laughs> yeah, provided widespread, widespread agreement. agreement. Like, we've never seen that kind of widespread agreement at Nebraska. The, their, Urban Meyer would not produce widespread agreement, would he? No. but we'll Here's like my issue with – are we going to address yeah, we'll, that? We'll address Urban. Hold, hold I have a Urban. major league take on Urban okay. Meyer at 7 o'clock. Okay, we'll do okay, that. It's then. something that you haven't heard yet. Okay, promo, tease, 7 o'clock, I will give you my main reservation with Urban Meyer that you haven't heard. Okay, good, I like that, 7 o'clock. Widespread agreement in the fan base would be created by, you don't think Campbell would do it? No, I really don't. I think there'd be a lot of people that support him, but there's still the doubt there on Matt Campbell. When he was supposed to have his best season ever, they went seven and six. Hold on, there's a name we could we could. There's a name that would create widespread agreement. That's actually available. Not, yes. a, not a pipe dream. Okay, give it to Mark me. Stoops. Pretty, I think pretty widespread agreement. I'd be all all in favor for available. That. That's dicey. That I don't know if he's available. I don't know if you could draw. Could you draw him out of the SEC? Sure. Um, what's what's Kentucky's ceiling? Again, it's, is it higher than Nebraska's? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. Um, <laughs> come on, easy there. I, I, listen, I, 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 I like your I, optimism. I like your new Jake who, in the last few months. It's very interesting. Um, I, I, I'm getting sick of being a pessimist. I want to be optimistic again. Um, yeah. I just asked a very interesting question. Does does Kentucky have a as high a ceiling as Nebraska? I don't, I Who's don't know that I'm is higher. Yeah, I don't know that that's a an inappropriate question at this point. Uh, Dave Aranda, by the way, didn't make any of the. the Why is that? Either of them. Why did Aranda? It's the uh, one that Corey had. Didn't see Dave Aranda. The one I had didn't have Dave Aranda. Why did Sue make the one you had and not Aranda? Why I'm did Aranda not make it? Aranda should make it. But I don't. I don't. Hey, I don't think you're getting Aranda. I don't think so. I don't think so. Is there any way? Is there any way? Now, before you laugh, we got we have a lot of a lot of calls to get to. By the way, hang on, hang on, John, Derek, and Chris. We'll get to you in a oh, second. Oh God, we got to get to these yeah. guys. It, is there any chance you could convince Bob Stoops at all? I mean, I don't. I would never say like, never. What percentage chance do you think you would you give Bob Stoops to consider coming to Nebraska? I'd say you'd put it at ten. But that's ten percent. I mean, Bob Stoops would be a a dream hire, right? Oh yeah, Bob Stoops would be a dream. He's hire. He's still got energy left. He's been he's been out of the game for a while. There's only one coach out there right now that we we're talking about that you would say is a is a 
is a no-doubt difference maker. No-doubt difference makers who? Urban Meyer. Yes. I mean, that's, there's one. Paul Feinbaum said that yesterday. You mind me bringing up his name? No, I don't. Paul Feinbaum said that on a show yesterday, that there's only one. Except There's only one that gets talked about. Stoops doesn't get talked about, but he's a no-doubter. Yes. If he's he a, would consider getting back into the game. No-doubter to me means automatic nine wins within three years and then take it from there. Bob Stoops is an automatic nine-win season within three years, and then go from there. He's not even that old. Is he? Is he what? He's a sixty. He's probably now? sixty. I mean, that's plenty of timing. My guess Saban is 60. seventy, right? How yeah. old is Saban? Nick? Yeah, I mean, Lance Leipold's fifty-eight. Let me get Bob Stoops' age real quick. Yeah, I get it. He's sixty-two. Oh, still, he's got okay. plenty of time. I didn't, know he was, I didn't know he was that much older. He's got than plenty I of time. God, he looks. He looks younger he's got than eight me. Years still in the game. If not more. Anyway, he's a no-doubter, but there's not many. Let's get to our call. Let's get a couple calls. Uh, John has been waiting since the beginning of the show. John, if you're still there, you're on early break. Go ahead. I'm here. Good morning, guys. John, thanks for your patience. Thank you. I'm curious. I'd like your opinion of this. I almost think Scott Frost was set up to fail because he didn't have any incentives or pay for performance. Um, you know, he he didn't even get two stops against a twenty-one point dog, uh, and he has this. You, he's human. You and I, if we had a fifteen million dollars looking at us in the face, I don't know how much incentive we would have. So I think he was almost set up to fail, but I would like your opinion. Okay, I have an opinion. I, I, thank you, John. John, I have an opinion, and I, I think I think that you're not out of bounds in that. In fact, Jim Rose on a podcast last night addressed that, and I, I agreed with what Jim Rose had to say, the former voice of the Huskers. And I think you'd agree, Jake. Some people handle that better than others. Humans are... You can't put a blanket over that. John, some people are unaffected by it. You think Nick Saban's affected by how much money he makes? Nick Saban. No. He's gonna come he's gonna wanna he's gonna hunger for a championship whether he's making twelve million a year, which I think is about what he's making, eleven, or a hundred thousand a year. He's gonna or fifty thousand a year. He's gonna he's gonna hunger for that championship. It's probably not gonna affect his daily preparation at all. I've known coaches that are affected. Sure. But Nick, Nick Saban's been on top of the game for a long time. And some of that's a maturity issue. Yeah, it is. And, Absolutely. And not everybody's mature at age 48. Again, humans are different. Some handle that injection of money much differently than others. John Cook probably is competing hard for a championship every year, no matter what he's making. But yeah, John, human nature dictates that some people will get a little comfortable. And you know what else? You know what else makes you comfortable? If the whole damn fan base is saying you got a seven-year runway, mm. boy, that makes you comfortable. Pretty comfy, isn't it? Yeah, you got, 50, you, got, time. you got $5 million a year in your pocket and seven years. Never again should Nebraska offer anybody a seven-year deal and say you got a seven-year runway. But we were that enamored with the idea of hiring Scott Frost, that we would give him a seven-year runway. 
You know, it, it was the, we just said it was widespread agreement. That was widespread. the guy we wanted. Not every, so I, it wasn't universal, but it was ninety percent as close as you can possibly get. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there's still a few people push back, but most people said yes. Come on, Scott. Oh you're God, ready. Yeah. you're ready, Let's Derek. Derek, you're up next in an early break. Go ahead. Well, geez. First off, Scott, did I just hear the last caller say Scott Frost was had no incentive to win? Uh, that's ridiculous. This guy was brought in on a white horse to save the program from the last coach who, you know, actually built a pretty good offense, didn't have the quarterback quite yet. What? And and now we're hearing excuses about how he was set up to fail? No, he wasn't. Trev Alberts was hired as athletic director, and Trev Alberts is doing his job. We should all be thankful for the fact that we have a calm, masterful hand at the helm right now in Trev Alberts. He will get this right. But this excuse-making on behalf of Frost, how he was set up with all these millions of dollars to Oh, to John fail. didn't say that. And I don't misrepresent that's what – that's not what John said. That's not what John said at all. i, I got to defend John here. Derek, that's not what he said. He didn't he, – he said well, – well, what did he say? You could read into it a little bit – that by giving him all that money, that that human nature kicked in. But I don't, I don't think he was making an excuse for him. That wasn't okay, an. Well, that's kind of that's kind of how I heard it. But okay. anyway, let's let's move on a little bit. Okay. Let let's wait and let's see what plays out for the rest of the season because I have I have an inkling that things may turn around and this team might actually end up bowl eligible. There's a lot left to play for. And sometimes, as you said earlier, um, when you make a change at the top, leadership change, uh, you get a little spark. And a little spark can go a long way, I mm-hmm. think, with this team because they do have talent on the team. One other thing, mm. Jake, this is mostly for you, but we haven't heard from Kool-Aid Husker Bob in a while, have we? <laughs> I'm not sure he's well. I'm not sure that Bob is well. <laughs> Okay, just kidding. Hey, anyway, guys, look. Interesting. We don't have to embrace the suck anymore. We're going to embrace something else. Okay. And um, I'll, I'll take Bob a cue from Husker Kool-Aid Bob. I'll say, if you guys want to get on the bandwagon now, now's the time <laughs> to do it. Anyway, great right. show. Thank you, Derek. Keep up the good topic, guys. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I'm interested in that optimism in the, I hear from you and Derek juxtaposed against what I saw from the defense. Yeah, well, it, it's, that comes down to hope and a new start, basically. Okay. In the middle of the season, so, I mean, how new of a start can you have? It's a new voice at How much the top. can a new voice and energy We're gonna see on Saturday. En- enhance a product that is now 123rd nationally in total defense? It might not do anything. At least for the first week. Then you, had, then you get a bye week, though. Mm-hmm. And then, then maybe October 1st against Indiana, right. you start seeing some differences if right. there's a change made in the staff. Right. But, so is it fair to 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 you know make your take on Mickey Joseph this Saturday if they, they get blown out by Oklahoma? No. Because he had inherited this in less than a week. God, I like that. I mean, right? I do. Yeah. And I don't, and I am not pouring cold water on the notion of Nebraska somehow somehow salvaging this season and getting to a bowl game. I would love that. It doesn't seem overly realistic to me right now no. after what I saw Saturday. Yeah, you've lost, again, two of your winning, you know, your most winnable games. 
Georgia Southern and Northwestern, you've lost those two. Right. I, I just hesitate to go too far down the road of, okay, they have an interim coach. This thing could turn on a dime. I don't know. I just that, that's I think that's overly optimistic. It's optimistic, but that's that's hope. A new voice in show. And there's nothing wrong with hope. I'm there's not nothing. saying it can't happen. We need hope in this place. I'm not saying it can't happen because sports, there's a lot of sort of dreamy things that can happen in sports, but... I have to there, – there's some reality that has to enter into this discussion, right? Yes. Now, again, I, I, I don't think most people expect this to just turn around this season and, be, and become a great year. But there's just the, the hope you cling to that, hey, I'm a fan. Like, I want to believe this can happen. There's nine games left. They're probably nine gonna, games left. They're probably going to lose this weekend. But then you have a bye week to kind of yep. get together and, and figure out what do you want to do these final eight games, Mickey? What can you – do with the staff, with the team mm-hmm. that you probably can't do for this weekend, but you got two weekends to get ready for Indiana yep. after that. That's a good and point. Then that's a good point. That eight games you can start defining. And, and it, you know what? You know what? You know what, Jake? Trev Alberts made a great decision to get to move now because of what you're saying. What would we be talking about right it, now it, yeah. if he hadn't made the move? And we didn't call for it. We, I mean, we got to say. It's not like we had any foresight. We didn't. We didn't. We thought, oh, I'll probably keep Frost till October 1. Then not, that buyout goes in half and bam, that's it. But that would have been a major cloud. The clouds lifted. And listen to the guys. Yep. They're talking bowl game. I love it. See? Yeah, Chris the, Chris the, on the, the other end. Yeah, Chris, hang on. We, we're way late, but we'll get to you at the, to- at the top, top of the next segment on early break in the ticket.